Welcome to Salcedo Paranormal. It is now Thursday, January 5th, 2023. And today I will be talking about um, H.P. Lovecraft, The Complete Fiction, reviewing some more of the stories from that book. As always, you can find all the episodes of the show, along with links to social media and other ways to contact me at the podcast page. That is salcedoparanormal.podbean.com. That's S-A-L-S-I-D-O, paranormal, dot podbean, dot com. Always happy to hear from you all, uh, whether you have comments or questions or topic suggestions, or stories of paranormal experiences, whether they're your own or from others that you trust. Happy to either read those or have you join me on the show to talk about them. This will be the last show of this week. Um, next one will be on... Um, basically Sunday at 1 a.m. Eastern. And uh, that will start the uh, the new week of shows. So, um, which will be more true paranormal stories from the web on Sunday and Tuesday. And then more paranormal news Monday and Wednesday. And then another um, review show of some kind on Thursday. That's the way it usually goes. So... Um, and that's all I have to announce for now as of, uh, official, um, the plans and everything. Um, but of course I do, um, it, I'm pretty sure there will be at least one bonus episode this month. There will be at least one bonus episode, maybe two. We'll see what happens. Uh, I've been kind of busy with a couple other little projects, um, in terms of recording that, uh, I've put up on, um, Recording and then just just um, producing kind of, I don't know what you call it. Anyway, I'm rambling. But, um, but yeah, so I've been busy with those. And uh, you can find those on my same feed, on my um, YouTube and Twitter and uh, um, TikTok feeds. So. Um, so, yeah, I have five stories for tonight to review. We'll see if we can get through all of them. Um, and we'll get through at least three. And um, there will be spoilers, but as I always say, I'm just giving a summary of the story. So um, I will not get through all the de details, so definitely check them out uh, for yourself. <clears throat> so let me get to the first one here. Thank you all for listening, whether you're here for the live streams or you um, listen to the uh, podcast or YouTube feeds. I appreciate that either way. So this first one here, I wasn't able to find a summary that was had any kind of detail for this first one. So I'm just looking at the actual text of the story. So we'll see how this goes. Um, but this first story I want to talk about is the Moon Bog, B-O-G. And um, this is about... It, it, it's... Um, Told from the from the perspective of a narrator that does not give their own name, um, but they talk about a friend who is um, an Irish American who managed to re recover, uh, basically purchase their ancestral land in um, in Ireland. His name is Dennis Berry, <clears throat> and so, but when he purchased it. He had plans for basically 
filling in the bog that um, this land and this castle even um, was built on near. And as soon as he started to announce this to everybody in the area who was working for him and with him, they all started to quit because they were um, legends that this bog was sacred um, to different people in the past. And so eventually everyone every, everyone that was in the area that was local um, left him and didn't want anything to do with him because they believed that uh, there would be terrible things would happen if, uh, if they were part of that process that, um, that the, this berry was going to, to, uh, to do on this land. And, um, so Barry had to hire, um, several other people from out of the area. And, uh, and this friend of his, the one that's narrating the story, was invited to stay at the at this castle with Barry uh, to help out with things, and just because Barry was um, didn't know anyone else in the area, and so, um, so the narrator stays at the castle and has a weird dream, um, and uh, basically he he feels like he. As he is falling asleep, he hears the sounds of um, basically flutes, um, half half musical kind of weird sounds um, coming from the bog. Um, I believe it was flutes, and um, and so he has this dream of this this area where these um, these sounds are coming from, and the narrator is starts to become worried about building in this area, just as the locals had. Um, so this uh, this feeling went on, went on, and the narrator tries to talk to um, to Barry about maybe not going through with that plan, but Barry himself does not believe in any kind of legends or lore or um anything in the area and so the uh the narrator speaks to the the people in the area uh about the dreams that he had he had and at first they weren't interesting until or they weren't interested until he the narrator mentions weird sounds that he thought he heard um basically in and out of the dream and they apparently remembered hearing strange sounds in the area as well. So, um, the next, basically over the next two days, um, this, uh, the plan was to drain the, the, the area of all the water. And, um, so meanwhile, that night, again, the narrator has dreams of flutes, Playing people playing flute flutes, and then these um, marble structures that are in the in the bog, and um, and so there's this this city apparently that is um, in or near the bog, and this is all in a dream apparently, and um, and the city is destroyed, basically, in this dream, 
and uh it's because of this this um destruction of the area and the only thing that survives this in the dream is this um this temple this greek temple devoted to artemis which is on a a, a, a peak i'm guessing it's a hill that is normally not does not stick up much in the in uh, in the middle of all the water but without all that it's very clear um but so yeah there's these dreams and then after that the narrator wakes up um and couldn't tell if they were awake or asleep because they still heard the sounds coming from this uh this uh this blog and there was um let's see here i'm just trying to read this as i'm going um and so they they wake up at night and there's um the moon is out and uh through the window the narrator can see and hear uh things they hear the the those same flutes and um so they the narrator also sees uh that there are there are several figures that are dancing um seemingly just crazily and uh some of them are the people that left the area that refused to work on the this this project but the other half of these figures um are described as strange airy beings um in basically white uh white i guess robes white clothing but um and so these figures are all seen dancing around this bog and uh for a while um the narrator sees all this but then also goes unconscious and then wakes up in the morning and uh so he gets up after all this happens and uh he gets gets up and leaves his room and he realizes he has this feeling that he that he's basically all alone in this area um let me see here i want to make sure i'm reading this right so i'm sorry so this is still another dream sorry about this this is like i said i was, wasn't able to find an actual summary that was more than like two sentences <laughs> so um anyway the let's see here let me find my spot again okay so um Barry, I mean, the narrator wants to go to Barry to tell tell him about this dream. Um, and then, let me see here. Sorry about this. Let me see. I just got to find uh, the, where are the threads of where this is at. So, um, basically, he had these dreams. The narrator has these dreams, and eventually, they come to um, to life in this one night. Um, and after it's all over, it appears that the people in this um, 
in this uh, this valley there, this this bog, have been transformed over the course of the dreams into these frog-like creatures. Um, and let me see here. This is near the end of the story. I definitely recommend reading it because I'm, I think I'm butchering it pretty badly tonight, but that happens. Um, so yeah, this uh, these dreams continue until this last night where the narrator sees all the things that he'd seen in the dreams while he's awake. And uh, that's when he sees that, that all the figures that he recognized before, they've all been changed into some kind of a frog-like creature. And so he flees the area. The narrator flees the area. And, um, and of course, everyone thinks that the people that were there, including Barry, have just disappeared when really what's happened is somehow they've been changed because of uh, Barry's plans to convert this area. Um, it's basically a curse. So, anyway, that's that story. I apologize for that, that, uh, all of that. But that's, uh, it's really an amazing story. I definitely recommend reading it. Um, it'll make more sense that way. Um, but, uh, so that's the first of the stories I had to cover for tonight. Um, so I guess I can move on to the next one here. And these, the rest of these summaries are a lot better. So should, that should not happen again tonight, which is good. <laughs> um, okay. So let me just click on this next one. This next one is called, the story is called The Music of Eric Zahn. Um, and let's see here. So this the story is about um, this student that is studying metaphysics in another country who has to take up, has to live in this um, cheap apartment building on a street with a French name that I'm not going to try to pronounce. And um, it's not far from his university, it says. And it's bordered by a river and then warehouses and um a large wall and uh it says it's the street is very steeply inclined so that um the buildings on either side of the street almost seem to make arches over the the street itself um and from where the the student lives in this apartment he can't see over the side of the wall across the street from where he's um staying and so, but he also starts hearing this music coming from one of the rooms in the top floor, or one of the floors, in the top floor. It looks like it says here. Um, and the music, the, the, the student is fascinated by the music. And um, let's see here. I'm sorry. So, bland, Blandot, Blando, I'm not sure if I, if I say that right. So, um, the student eventually tries to meet this uh, musician who his name is, is Zan, last name is Zan, and talks to the, this uh, musician, this, this uh, Eric Zan, and asks if he can listen to Zan playing in his room. Turns out Zan is unable to speak, um, but he basically signs that indicates that 
that is, um, it's okay for the student to enter his room. And, um, but when the student listens to Zion playing, um, it's not the same, it's not none of the same stuff that the student had heard before outside of the room. And the student asks Zion if, if he can play those songs from the previous nights. And at this, um, and he tries to copy the, the whistle, the notes that he'd heard to Zahn to make, to indicate what songs uh, he wants to hear. And Zahn uh, acts strangely to this. He glances at the window, um, appearing to be nervous. And, um, and then he, um, Zahn, or the student realizes that this window is so high it's the only one that can look over the wall uh, at the end of the, the street. And so he goes near the window to look outside, but Zahn pulls him back, appearing to be angry but also afraid. And um, so Zahn tries to, um, I mean, not Zahn, the student is angry as well and just... Um, wants to be let, let go, and then wants to leave. And then Zahn writes down this note that he's a uh, he suffers from numerous phobias and nervous disorders. And he's pleased that the student likes his music, but he refuses to play those songs that the student has heard. Um, and so he, he um, asks the student to move to another floor. Uh, so that the student can't hear those songs as well. So the student agrees to move, and Zahn promises that that he will um, let the the student in to hear his other song. But um, but after that, and after at the student moves, um, Zahn basically does not answer the door um, when when the student arrives at the apartment to to talk with him and be let in to hear the songs. So the student starts to eaves eavesdrop. Um, and he's still curious about looking over that window or out through that window. So he, um, the student um, talks through the door one night and, um, and really compliments Zan on the, uh, the, the sounds or the, the, the music. But this one night, um, when he's eavesdropping, the student hears uh, Zahn scream from inside the room. And the student um, bangs on the door, worried that, the, that Zahn is um, injured or in danger. And so Zahn lets him in after the student bangs on the door. And Zahn promises to explain everything. And so he's writing all this down, this whole story down. Um, but then there's the sound of music coming from, um, coming from outside, from the window. And Zahn drops what he's doing and starts playing his own music in response. I believe it's through a viola. And um, the student is, listens to what Zahn plays, and it sounds um, terrible. It's it's like a response, but it's terrible, and and the student figures out that Zahn is trying 
um, playing basically in an attempt to keep something out of the room. And so Zhang keeps on playing. And, um, but after this, the sound from outside continues. And um, there's a gust of wind that comes to the window and breaks it. And um, scatters all the paper out the window. Basically, the paper is explaining to the student that were meant to explain to the student what was going on. And um, <clears throat> the student finally manages to go and look out the window. But instead of seeing the city, all he sees is this terrible black void, it says, um, that's full of just basically shadows moving around. And um, so this wind comes through the window again and blows out all the candles because this room is... There's no electricity. And um, and Zahn keeps playing, and maniacally almost, or just feverishly. And so the the um, student starts to move back towards Zahn, but he starts feeling, up, feeling strange things brushing past him. And so he tries to get to Zahn. And, but what he does, um, th- finds that he finds that Zahn is dead, even though his body is still playing, which is odd. So the student, basically at that point, is too freaked out, and he runs, and leaves the area, and leaves the entire neighborhood. And um, and then when he gets, once he basically comes to his senses, he finds that the sky is normal again. And the other odd thing about this whole story is, he has, he's... Ever since then, he's never been able to find that street with that hotel on it again. Not through any maps of the past or the present. And um, and so he's doesn't know what happened. And but he's also okay with never finding that street again. So that is that story. Really amazing, amazing one. Um, so many elements in there. The 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 darkness, the shadows. Or the sense of sense of move, moving things in the in the darkness, <clears throat> the um, sort of communication between Zahn and who knows what else through music, um, and, uh, and then of course the whole uh, inability of the of the main character to ever find that that area again, which is also. Uh, you hear that in some stories from people about finding places and then going back to look for them and then they can't find them again. So, um, yeah, really amazing story there. Um, yeah, that was a creepy one. And, uh, but amazing. Very good horror story right there. Um, I think the one thing about a lot of Lovecraft stories is they're told from a narrator's perspective, so you almost always know that the narrator is going to end up alive in the story for them to be able to tell it. But it still makes it amazing because you know that they went through some amazing but terrifying things in each of these stories. So I might do a whole show just about some of the um, some of Lovecraft's patterns in his stories once I'm all done with all the stories, reviewing all the stories. I think that could be fun. So, 
Um, but yeah, so that's that story. And I have, let's see, I have three more to go. I think we're doing okay. I think I might be able to get through all of these. So that's good. All right. So the next one, the title is uh, The Other Gods. And uh, the summary of this one is actually really short and somewhat simple because it's a lot of it is in the details and the descriptions of the sort of these, these, I don't know. It's really hard to describe this story, I think. So I definitely recommend checking it out. Um, but basically, there is this high priest and proper, or prophet, I'm sorry, who is um, basically knows a lot about the gods of Earth, or the great ones. He tries to go um, scale this mountain that is um, where apparently these great gods live. And um, he's accompanied by a disciple of his, basically a follower. And once they get to the peak of this mountain, uh, Barzai, I believe is how you say it, uh, first is, is happy because he feels like he's found these gods of the earth that um, really are almost like elementals in the way they're described of being um, able to travel using the wind and clouds, all those kinds of things. But it turns out he also finds this whole other group of um, of beings known as the other gods. And in the story, of course, they're called the the um, the outer. Let me see here. The gods of the outer hells that guard the feeble gods of um, Earth. And so, after this. Um, Elal, I'm not sure if that's if I'm saying that right. The uh, follower is going to um, he's a little bit behind Barzai, and he's going to follow his his leader at first, but then Barzai warns him no, to basically turn back. And at this point, Barzai is never seen again. Um, the other thing that's kind of ironic in the story is Barzai is quite um, proud of himself and sort of feels like this was his um one of his basically his greatest achievement and then something happens to him so that's sort of ironic in a way um so let me see here now this is also another one of those stories where um that intersects with other stories from lovecraft uh, the character Alal uh, first appears in the uh, another short, my favorite short story of Lovecraft's, The Cats of Ulthar, uh, who is the young son of an innkeeper in that sit in that city, who notices the the um, the gathering of the cats on the wife on a night that the the um, people that were killing them, uh, the cats are killed themselves by the cats, basically. So, um, so yeah, there's some connections here, and this has always amazed me when, when writers are able to, uh, to, um, to put the, put the characters in, in multiple stories like this. Apparently also in Rand Randolph, um, another story, there's, it's the, um, Dream Quest of Unknown Kenneth, which I've already reviewed. Randolph Carter 
encounters Elel, um, who is at that point the patriarch of the Temple of the Elder Ones. So, um, but yeah, just uh, I love those connections. There are other ones here, um, and uh, but I figured I'd just share that real quick. That extra little bit there. So neat story. Um, again, it's there's the writing itself is almost more interesting than the um, than trying to summarize it. That's for sure. And uh, so yeah, neat story. I think Logan is snoring. I'm just listening to something and I was hearing it and I was trying to figure out what it was. But I think that was just Logan, my cat. <laughs> Speaking of cats. Um, so yeah, that's that story. Got a pretty quick one to summarize there. And so I have two more left. Let me just check on everything here. Okay. Ooh, looks good still. Um, this next one is called The Outsider, which is a short story. Um, and let me see here. Find the plot. This one. Okay. So this story is about, um, it's basically talks about a, a person that is narrating the story. Um, or someone that's narrating, the narrator is not, not named, but they, um, the story starts with them talking about how they learned about people, not through interacting with them, but through, um, books, re reading books and, um, so basically, his first memories of are not of having a family. They're just of being in this this building, this castle, or a church, kind of like building. And um, he basically doesn't know. Uh, can't recall. Can't recall any details of his of his history, including who he is or where he's from. And so the narrator talks about this castle that he finds himself in. That is in the middle of a forest of endless trees, it says in this, in this description here. And um, <clears throat> he eventually gets gets tired of being in this building, basically starts craving um, craving light. And um, so, yeah, so he's, he basically tries to find a way out. So he does manage to find his way through this castle and... Uh, and gets out into the forest and then eventually finds another building. Um, and he finds that he's in an old churchyard and he wanders out into the countryside before finding another castle. And But this one appears to be modern in some ways, but also familiar to the narrator, even though it doesn't, he doesn't know why. And he can see through the windows and finds that there's a party going on in, in there. And so he climbs in through a window into the room. <clears throat> so it's quite the entrance. And of course, the people that are in there become terrified when this happens. And they all scream and then leave the room. And they also cover their eyes. Um basically while looking for an exit. So they're all bumping into each other and as they're trying to leave. And so this, um, the narrator becomes frightened because of all this. Doesn't, doesn't realize, doesn't know why 
people are doing this. And he walks around the room um, trying to figure that out and doesn't find anything at first. Also, there's um, the, this is apparently still back in, at a point when there's, everything was lit by candles. And um, <clears throat> he finds, he goes into one of the corners of this room. And at one point, he, um, he sees something off in front of him. And uh, when he's, he, um, he senses, he basically sees something and approaches it slowly. And then um, because of what he sees, basically surprises himself and he loses his balance and he touches this apparition in front of him. Turns out it's a mirror. And he um, realizes that he is some kind of supernatural being that um, was human once but is not any anymore. So, and that's basically where the story ends. Um, so really, really amazing story, but um, just the Im- in terms of images, in terms of how it ended with the main character being the reason for the um, the action in the story. Um, and uh, f- finding out about itself in that way. Um, so another another amazing story, and just in terms of, and it also doesn't really describe exactly what the people are seeing or what even this this creature sees itself. It just gives little hints here and there, and that's about it. So very well done. Um, very very much leaves a lot to the imagination. Um, and, uh, that's part of what I love about that one. So, um, let me see here. I have one more story left here to review. And this show, of course, there are still more stories. Um, I'm, I'm 100% sure now that we will get through at least, there'll be 15 parts at least to this whole Lovecraft series. (laughs) I don't think I don't know if there'll be twenty. I don't think there'll be twenty, but I think there'll be at least fifteen. Um, this last story, the title is "The Picture in the House," and um, so this story starts with uh, this um, in this familiar area in Lovecraft stories, the Miskatonic Valley of rural New England, and there's. Um, the story starts with the, with the narrator, who is a genealogist, um, being out on a bike ride, but there's a storm coming, and it basically overtakes him, and he starts getting poured on. So he looks for shelter, and he finds what appears to be an abandoned house. Um, at least based on when he knocks, there's no answer, there's no not, no sounds, and so he enters the house, and he starts looking around through um, the books that he finds there, including one that talks about um, part of the, um, basically the Congo and um, that part of the world. And um, so he's, let's see here, looking at this here, I just got to find my spot. So as he's looking at this book, which of course is, Full of strange images that he doesn't 
quite care for. Um, he hears something from um, the floor above him. Turns out there is someone in the house. And um, so the, the, the homeowner, who turns out to be an old man, comes down and um, starts talking with this genealogist and uh, starts talking about this book and describing some of the scenes in this book, which revolve around cannibalism. And um, and that's the story talks about how this this um, the owner of the house basically, after reading the book, this book, it led him to want to be um, part of that, or to 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 be a cannibal himself himself. So um, and it turns out as this is happening. Um, the the narrator um, finds figures out that he's not the first <laughs> um, person to stumble onto the property. And um, as they're talking, they there's um, this. Let's see here. There's yeah. So and then this is a horror story. Just keep this in mind. As they're talking, something falls down between them. And it turns out to be a drop of blood. And it's apparently coming from the ceiling and the floor above. And the narrator looks up and realizes that this old man wasn't just thinking of becoming a cannibal. <laughs> he, um, he, he had become one. And at that moment, a bolt of lightning destroys the house, which seems like an odd... Like, uh, I don't know about that one, but, um, it strikes the house and then the, the narrator survives to tell the story again. That may be possibly, I would say one of the weaker parts of a Lovecraft story right there, but, um, cause it just seems that kind of random, but, uh, but also in the, in a way, not, maybe not quite because there is a storm that showed up that um the narrator wasn't expecting so um but yeah odd story and uh i was i mentioned earlier to some friends that uh <laughs> sort of ironic in a way that i found this story and listened to it today um with all the stuff going on in, in tv shows and movies and things regarding cannibalism and uh then i find this story so timing is weird, but uh, so that's all, all the stories I have for today, um, and we'll get to get to more in a couple of weeks or so. So um, when I come back on Sunday morning, I'll be sharing more true paranormal stories from the web on the next episode of Salcedo Paranormal. Thank you all for listening, and take care. <laughs>